I'm Libby Rothschild, former clinical dietitian who transformed into a full-time virtual business owner. It was only one year ago when I made $55,000 a year in my clinical job. And now I make $100,000 a month being my own boss. And you can do this too. My clients, who are all female dietitians and students, started from zero and created six-figure, multi-six-figure businesses by following my proven method. And they've all been guests on air. My proven method shows you how to attract cash paying clients using social media marketing strategies that work. You don't have to guess, waste time, or hold yourself back when you follow my step-by-step method. Hello and welcome. I am here with Jackie Plaza, a medical writer, accredited practicing dietitian, and qualified health coach from Melbourne, Australia. She has over a decade of experience in the healthcare industry. Jackie's passionate about putting humor and empathy into health and science writing and believes that the best way to educate is through fun and connection. Research is great, but only if it's ever read and understood by a room full of researchers. And Jackie, welcome to today's episode. Could you let us know where we can find you on social media? So my Instagram handle is at Jackie Plaza. So I've literally just changed that to my name to make it a little bit easier. And then I've got a website that I'm in the process of changing as well, which is wellbeingdiaries.com. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit about your journey as a writer so we can know a little bit more about where you started and where you are now. Yeah, so I've always loved writing, but I guess I thought back in the day that you needed to be a published author with an actual book on the bookshelf to be a writer. But now I know that's not really true. It's more about the writing, not about necessarily being a writer. So I started my degree with a double in journalism. So I did a Bachelor of Science and a Bachelor of Journalism, but I didn't love the, I guess, the rules around writing. I kind of like more the creative kind of writing. So I dropped that and then just went into dietetics. But over time, um, you know, you're doing writing while you're doing your job. And then with my current job where I've been for the last four years, which is Cobram Estate, so that's Australia's, I guess, leading producer of extra virgin olive oil. We've got groves in the US as well. I've really kind of tightened up my medical writing. So a lot of my job is around, you know, understanding food label codes and food standards and and the medical writing thing. And, And that's given me a lot of, you know, understanding of how to write for in the medical space. But what I, I also love about being able to write for yourself is you can put a bit more of yourself behind it. So I get that medical writing needs to be a lot, you know, quite unbiased and a certain kind of style of writing and really, I guess, a little bit almost vanilla. And I started my page last June because I really, I do really love just writing and getting it out there. I like to share it out there. And I think we need more health writing that's science-based and can show a little bit of your personality and, 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 you know, be a little bit fun without being overly technical. Yeah. And I think that's such a great message to share, not only for the writers, but for all dietitians, for us to be less technical and and talk and clinical speak when we really need to, you know, create content and speak at the level for ideal client. And that requires being like really understanding how to make things practical and simple. And that can be very challenging. Yeah, totally. The other thing I was going to say that, like, I think if we think about all of us as people, at the end of the day, we identify with stories. We love being able to see ourselves in a story. And if I think about the authors that I love, they are storytellers at heart as well. So I think when you're able to educate through telling a story and allowing a patient or a reader or a client 
to sort of see themselves in that as well as being evidence-based, you can create positive behavior change. Incredible. And who are some of your favorite authors that inspire you by their storytelling? I love that you brought that up. Yeah. I mean, I love, I love Brene Brown. I love that she's a researcher, but she's putting it out there and doing it in a way that's storytelling. She's, she's backing herself by evidence. I think all dietitians love anything that's evidence-based. Um, I love Cheryl Strayed and there's an author in Australia called Zoe Foster Blake, who's one of my favorites. And one of her quotes that I just love and really identify with is that the best way to educate is through fun and humor. And I really identify with that. I, you know, that, that is the way, I mean, you know, you need to, obviously in the health industry, you need to be really careful the way you do that. But I do think there's a way that we can step into that space more and, and tell stories with a little bit more kind of, you know, personality behind them rather than always kind of being a little bit like Switzerland, which is what medical writing tends to be like, you know, a bit kind of neutral and sometimes a little bit clinical and that's okay for us. But if you're trying to share that out to the rest of the world or to the general population, it's, it's sort of like it needs to go that next level in terms of translation and, and giving the, what that means to the person. Really like true and such a helpful reference as far as how you're talking about writing and how we can apply that and think about how we translate education and dietetics. So yeah. That's, yeah, that's great. And can you walk us through, you know, my favorite topic, talk about like social media and how you've used it to grow visibility and help you position yourself as a leader in the writing space? Yeah. So I launched my page last June and I was a bit inspired by one of your posts, which was just start before you're ready. Just literally go out there and give it a go. And a couple of really great colleagues of mine, one's a pharmacist and one's a naturopath and they had started pages. So we all kind of encouraged each other to just start because we had plenty of you know we're we're credible we've got experience and there was plenty of people around us that were doing it so we just figured well why can't we and for me I think it was more about you know I have a full-time job and I love that job but it was wanting to share more of my own creative writing and put that out there on a, a platform and so I started that in June last year and it's a way for me Again, I go a little bit crazy if I don't get to share my writing. It's a way for me to be creative. It's a creative outlet. But it also, if you're not out there, people don't know that you're interested in writing. People don't know that that's what you do and that's what you enjoy. And it just gives me a place to be able to kind of raise that presence and share that as well. And the website I launched at the same time. And that's got, I guess, my own writing on there as well as a portfolio of writing I've done for magazines and brands and different kinds of health institutes as well. So what you're saying is that you're able to showcase the work that you've done with writing by using social media as a platform to funnel into your website or even like show excerpts and let people know who you are and what you do and how you make writing fun and, and simple and, and like vulnerable. Exactly. A hundred percent. So it's a, I guess if you're not out there doing it, like for me, what's resonated as well is, you know, that, that there's plenty of people far less qualified than us as dietitians with far less credentials that are out there doing doing what we want to do. So why not share writing when you've got some credentials and some experience behind it? And I want, you know, I want to share my credentials. I, I do, I am a, a dietitian with over 10 years experience. I was a medical scientist. I'm a medical writer and, and health coach. And I want to be able to share out there that my writing is about humor and fun and connection. And I want it to be relatable and and jargon free. And I guess 
I really wanted to put empathy in writing as well because for me that that yeah that kind of clinical writing or or health professionals that are quite clinical or healthcare systems that are quite overly clinical kind of frustrate me um you know like we say in business that it's about people talking to people and I think healthcare shouldn't be any different as well and good health professionals should be able to connect with their clients so I, I guess the reason I kind of wanted to push more with the writing and push more with the uh, the kind of stuff that helps people navigate through the healthcare system is because I had a, a loved one go through the mental health system and it it was a, a really big event for my family I think that you quickly learns what kind of good health professionals and good healthcare systems are out there and which ones aren't and from that I really learned you know that that really pushed me more in, into being an empathetic health professional I wanted to be an active listener I wanted to be curious and think holistically and outside the box and and be you know communicating I think communication like what that really showed me that being able to communicate with someone and listen to what they're going through is really critical to people being able to live their best lives have the best health understand what supports are around for them and I think we're yeah. probably lacking a little bit of that yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I want to talk about how you've taken your story. And I love how you've been able to talk about how you have had a loved one struggle with mental health. And that's brought some issues as far as like how healthcare systems are, are used and all of that. Can you talk about how you in your work and in your writing have used social media to really help you position yourself as an authority and what has that process been like as far as how you process a post and how, how yeah. you like create content and how you exist in a way on social media that tells your story? Like what has that evolution been like so that you can get your message out there? I think one of, like, I think changing my handle, which was just recently to my name was probably an important one because people didn't know uh, I changed from wellbeing diaries to, to my name, which is Jackie Plaza. Um, people don't know either, so I might as well be, you know, if I want to position myself as a writer, I might as well be doing that under my name and my personal brand. When I started, it was more about, you know, Instagram has been, and you've really helped with that, has been my main platform, and it's really about making sure people are aware of your credentials and your experience, and when I'm sharing my writing, trying to identify, you know, I guess sharing evidence-based information, but in a way that does tell a story. I guess my Instagram... <sighs> feed has evolved from June till now uh, because probably at the start it was a bit more probably unplanned and it was a little bit like there was different fonts there was different kinds of you know posts that I was doing it was a little bit random and I was putting a lot of effort into making every post perfect and a and novel really and a caption and that that's still that's difficult to kind of find a, a a strike a balance with so I didn't have any real strategy but I still do try and strike a balance there because it's the creative writing that I enjoy and too much strategy behind that kind of can stifle the the spontaneity of that but now a lot of my captions you know my process is more uh, sharing a lot more I guess images of me because it's I'm trying to uh, position that this is the person or the face behind the writing and the name and or the the health care professional that's behind the, you know the posts and the and the articles I'm sharing quotes around my articles as well um, and also quotes from other people that kind of resonate with what I'm about and that vulnerability kind of thing as well so I think it's become a lot tighter um, and allows me more time to be creative because I've got a little bit of a process there where I can you know plan 
ahead of time and share things out a week in advance. And what's is, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. That's quite an evolution. And if you were to say what specifically helped you with the strategy of understandably creating each post as a novel, overthinking it, overcomplicating it, we all do it, right? Yeah. So what do you think helped you go from there where you were in June to where you are now, which is pulling relevant quotes from storytellers who inspire you related to the the mission and vision of your brand. And then also finding a way to, to use your excerpts from your work to showcase your brand. Like how did that, can you walk us through even briefly how you were able to transition that strategy that's much more intentional and then what outcome mm. that's given you? I think I had to take a step back and look at, well, what, why am I here? What am I trying to do? I'm trying to showcase my writing, position myself as a credible writer, but share that out as well. So going back to what I was about, what I wanted to, who I wanted to be in the social media space, because I guess there's no point being there if you haven't really got anything to say, um, really helped kind of by taking a step back, looking at, well, what is my point for being here? What am I about? Then allowed me to kind of go, okay, well, these are the kinds of posts that I want people to see. I want people to see me. I want to be sharing my writing. That's why I'm here. And I want to share what I'm about through quotes from other people as well. So it was kind of taking a step back, understanding what I was about, kind of dividing that out into three different kinds of things and then going, okay, for now, because I've got a full-time job, and this is kind of, I guess, a, a, a something that I'm really loving doing outside of that. Three posts was enough a week. I was able to pull quotes from my own writing and put them into the plan app, which has been really helpful. I worked with you on that. Just bank up a bunch of different quotes from myself, from my own writing, from other people's writing and have it there ready to go so that when I am not feeling as planned or as creative, it's already there. And then that allows me more time to be creative and write more content as well. Fantastic. And then can you talk a little bit about, I know that you've gotten opportunities, you know, writing opportunities and visibility from being more present on social media. Can you talk a little bit about what some of those have been? Yeah. So I guess when I started and I launched the page, people were sort of writing to me and saying, I had no idea that you liked writing. I didn't know that this was something that you enjoyed. Or, you know, when people comment and say that I really love your style of writing, or I love, I love what you're sharing. That's, that's amazing. And if you're not out there, people don't know that. Um, And so from doing that and putting myself forward and having that space, I've had, um, I've been approached to, you know, go to career nights, be on podcasts, present at various things. And it really is, you know, it really wasn't, as difficult as I had made it out to be before starting. It was really just about starting and getting out there because if you're not and you're not putting yourself out there, people don't, people will have no idea. This is going to be such a great message for the listeners. Thank you for sharing that and showing us this specific example. You got visibility, you know, increased in person in Melbourne and online opportunities of podcasting articles because you put yourself out there and evolved by giving yourself permission to just exist consistently. Mm. Yeah. And it's a really beautiful message to share. So thank and you for watching. And that consistency is probably a good one too. Like to, to just, just continuing to show up and being consistent and having those systems, which I've worked with you on around planning and, and working out the structure, a little bit of a formula behind it has allowed me um, to keep it consistent in times when you are, you know, like all of us, you, life sure. gets really busy. And, and so just to, to talk about a feeling, because I know mindset is, uh, plays a huge role. How did you feel, let's say in June, even when you started and approached Instagram versus how do you feel now? 
when you approach Instagram, whether it be either creating the content or just posting and engaging on the actual platform? I feel like it was, I'd over standard, like I'd overthought it, you know, like I just thought it was going to be this big thing. And I thought about it for a very long time. And then one night I just sat down and was, I, I think I'd read, I had read that quote that you put out there about just start before you're ready and put it out there. And, you know, there was a little bit of thought behind it, but not much, but that was just once it was out there and people were commenting and liking, and I'd just done it, I'd created it. That was really exciting and, and felt, I guess, like I'd achieved something. Yeah. So what, like after posting it, that was quite thrilling. Like I've done it now. Like that, why did I leave it that long to actually just start? And you don't realize what the challenges are going to be until you actually do it. And you can't work through stuff until you're actually out there and realize like for me at the moment, I've just changed my handle. And now the next thing, like I'm, you know, IT is not one of my strengths, but you can get people to help you with that. And now I've got to work out how I change my Facebook handle and um, redirect my website, but that's fine. I'll work that out. But if you're not on there and doing it, um, you, you can't work those things out. So it was for me, I still remember the night I posted that first one and I just felt really chuffed. And then it was starting to keep consistency. And then, you know, you're doing things through work that you can share. Um, we're doing things in daily life that we can share. And that gives me a platform to do that. Um, it was a lot more work to start with in the setup, just, but it was still fun. Like, cause you're working out what works, what you want to share, how people are going to react. And now having some systems like the plan app and, you know, really being clear about what I'm about and who I'm about and setting up a portfolio online and um, setting up my bio online, it, having those systems or doing that work at the front end makes it easier to just continue and keep consistent. So now it's a lot less work, but I, I get to, it's, you know, I still get to play and, and be fun and creative because I've got it all set up um, really and ready to yeah. go. Yeah, that's great. Great message to send to the listeners. Speaking of the listeners, can you give any tips? I know you have the full-time job and you also, you know, you write and you, and you do social media. So how do you, two things, how do you stay motivated with minimal time, right? Because that's some serious time management skills. So that's the first question. And the second one is, do you have tips for those who are also in a full-time position, whether it be clinical or not? And how, are, like, what, how would you suggest for them to get started? Yeah, I think probably, I mean, the, to start with the limited time one, it is a really good question because I do have a full-time job and it is very much a full-time job. But for me, I genuinely get a kick out of sharing my work and having people relate and enjoy it. So I think, you know, you've got to be doing something that, that feels meaningful to you. I think that really helps when you've got limited time because it allows you to keep going. Because there are, there are definitely lulls or when you're not feeling so much that you've got the time, but it helps to know that, that that's normal and it's a day-to-day thing. And by showing up consistently, you know, that's my way of, contribute and knowing that this kind of thing is my way of contributing to my own well-being my own kind of creative work um that really helps but I think you've also got to like in a I'm in a group session with you and we can all be really hard on ourselves and I think sometimes you don't realize how far you've come or what you are actually achieving and it's okay if some weeks you know some weeks I might post two posts instead of three but I think you've just got to be a little bit gentle with yourself as well and know that you're going to, it's, it's a long-term game. It's not something that you just do overnight. I think having good systems in place really helps. It's more, as I said, it's more effort at the start, but once you get in the rhythm and you've got some processes in place um, where you can, you know, store like a content app where you can store a bunch of images and captions when you've got more time or you're feeling a little bit more motivated in a planning mood, then you 
that is how I get around a limited time thing. That's fantastic. It's great tips. And it sounds like there's a lot of, you know, mindset and positivity and like, you know, things, it feels good to put your work out there and to have it well received. And that's motivating to continue setting goals as well as reflecting on how far you've come. It's so easy for us to forget to do that. I think another thing too, which you've taught me is that you can repurpose stuff. Like it doesn't have, I don't have to write a novel every time I do a caption. I can re I've, it takes a lot of effort, you know, to, and as dietitians, we've got a lot of credentials behind us. So if we've created something and that took our resourcing and our expertise to be able to share whatever that is or repurpose some of that throughout the way that we're sharing ourselves on social media is a very valid way um, and can help with limited time. So for example, for me, that's resharing quotes from articles because they do take a long time for someone else, you know, that might be sharing positive feedback from a client. Yeah. Yeah. Great examples, fantastic examples, and also just really good strategy that you've applied to continue your excitement and to help you increase visibility and and just save time, right? Because you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to know what is an alignment, what's aligned with your brand and how can that create a conversation? And then that's how you create those systems to, to continue. So, wonderful. And what is next, Jackie, for you and your business and your growth and your, you know, writing? What can we expect next from you? Um, I just really want to keep showing up and putting it out there. I think it's, you know, it's, I, I, as I said, I started in June, so it's been probably just over six months. Um, I've just put a portfolio together of my work. So I just want to keep, um, for now, keep playing and creating and showing up you know, putting myself out there as a writer. I think, as I said, I've literally just changed my name this week and that I'm stoked about that. I think if I want to be showing up as a writer, I might as well put my own name and my own brand and my own initials behind it. Um, and yeah, I think I just want to see what comes and, and continue to, to be able to play in that space. It's fantastic. And hashtag show your face. Yes. Hashtag show your face. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Jackie, for joining it. Any final words you want to leave us with today or just drop your, remind us uh, how to spell your social handles so we can follow you. Yeah. So my name, it's my surname's a little bit difficult. It's Italian um, by background. So it's purely just my name. So it's Jackie Plaza, which is J-A-C-Q-U-I-P-L-O-Z-A. So I'm on Instagram and I'm currently online as wellbeingdiaries.com. And I'm just in the process of redirecting that to jackieflosser.com. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at libbyrothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.